Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I just remember Rich Dotson. I just remembered your your promise for the oh, nerd episode. I literally just did too by as doing soon that. As you started in my head, that's why I started um, smiling. I know you did, because I re- and I remember right before that. That's why I started doing. I was like, "Oh no, it's the Nerd Herd Show." Uh, this is Matt O'Hara. That's uh, Garrett Price. Hey, hey, hey. Yep, I'm here. Yeah, Nerd Herd Show. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna try it. No practice, obviously. Obviously, I'm a practice. <laughs> no, um, uh, clearly. And uh, I'm gonna do see how long I can do. And that and intro, super annoying. I'm guessing over under is thirty seconds. So you take an over under. I've, I've always said it at fifteen. Over under fifteen seconds. All right, let's set. You it started 20. with the ridiculous. You started with one, a minute. One you minute. said one Listen, minute. I always dream big, right. so I always right. dream, so you can't hold that against me. All right, I'll set it at twenty two and a half seconds. Twenty two and a half seconds. Over under. I think twenty is better. Twenty. Yeah, because you want to get the over. No, it's just. I mean, I'm taking the over at twenty two too. <sighs> okay, twenty two. No half. That's a long time. It's well, it's got to be half. Twenty two and a half. Because yeah, because if you get you exactly twenty two, push. You just got to get to 23, man. How do you know I don't want to push? I know how you, I know how you roll, would you, would you rather 19 and a half? Uh-huh. All right. 19 and a half. <laughs> Over under? Over under 19 and a half. That's a long yeah. time to expel. You better really ease into that thing, man. No, nah, I'm just going to take a breath. <laughs> I'm just going to say and. I'm going to say, I'm going to take the under. Yeah, for right. sure. Well, you can turn in. Oh, under. yeah. Under. Under. Definitely. That's next show. That's we, next we don't want to annoy the people that don't. Uh, we only want to the nerd. Like, yeah. We don't want to annoy the people us. that pay for it. <laughs> yeah. Our, I don't need people going and like, leave us a review. Like, dude, some dude just left us a review on iTunes. And he like literally, it drives me crazy. Like, he literally lied. Like, oh, he, I, I don't even going to repeat what he said, but it's like, I hate when people go on there and it's like, they make up like literally lies of what you said. It was like, oh, I'm going to just do it a one star. And he's like, he said this, this, and this, and this. And I'm like, I never said never that said stuff. That. Like, it's not even true. Well, maybe so I said it. And he no, just doesn't nobody, know no. our voices. Read review. Trust me. Nobody ever said that stuff on our, our show. And, and nobody's, I don't think anybody's confusing your voice with my voice. You put G's at the end of your words and don't have a lisp. That's true. Not me. I'm like Daffy Duck over here. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So <laughs> maybe that's why he, he was just having a hard fucker, time understanding. Yeah, I, I literally thought you said something else for me. I was like, this show is PG. <laughs> Next show, say whatever you want. It's a nerd herd show. And let me tell you about the nerd herd and how you can join the nerd herd as well. Like if you if you hit up at our partners over at Underdog, I think it's opened up in another state. I can't remember where it was. I don't know if it's Arizona or something. They just opened up in another state. Um, another one. And. Underdog Fantasy right now has so much going on. We talked last week about the Scott Fishbowl entries uh, for next year. Those are only five bucks. That's a great way to get yes. like not only like donate to a really good cause, but get into a really cool concert. I think uh, contest. It's like up to thirty three hundred, little thirty three three thousand three hundred twenty four entries this year. That's wild. I came top ten two years ago. Just wanna guys want to like just admire me, sit there and look at me for a little bit. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. That's what I'm doing right now, That's my friend. My presence. Yep. Uh, my presence is a present alone. Um, <laughs> Underdog. It's just, besides that, it's just a ton of fun. Like, we all love the draft. Like, as August gets to roll around here, even though, even us Dynasty enthusiasts who don't even enjoy the game of redraft, but we do enjoy the draft process, Underdog's going to give you just that. You go on there, you sign up, um, you can pay 25 bucks to win, a chance to win $3 million. You can join smaller pools. Mm. You can play with just your friends and create, pro, you know, like just your friends yeah. can join leagues, $3 leagues, $5 leagues, $25, $100 leagues, three man, two man, heads up, six man. Like there's so many different options to go on there. I'm constantly drafting and you should too. Get out there, download the site, use the promo code nerds. They're going to uh, match your deposit up to $100. But on top of that, here at Dynasty Nerds, we're going to give you a hookup to the Nerd Herd. And the Nerd is just access to more content and more tools, right? Yep. When we play Dynasty, I, you know, I, I tweeted something about Rich Rebar and his content over at Sharp Analysis, who does, literally, in my opinion, he's probably one of the best analysts in the entire game. He's fantastic, yeah. And, um, you know, like, tool, like, tools and knowledge is where you win. That's power, right? Like, there's already a lot of luck in there, and you don't need to, like... You just need a little bit more, right? Like I said, we get these emails. We just got an email the other day about um, somebody who made a trade for Daniel Jones uh, on our recommendation. He won the championship last year, and he gave us uh, great, great things. Shout out, Colonel. We'll be talking soon. Um, and, you know, with the Nerd Herd, you're going to get our tools, access to our app. We have the first app in the business that does what our app does. And that alone is worth 
the ten dollar deposit you're gonna put in there. But no. then you get access to the film room. You get access to um, the nerd score, the extra podcast, which is crucial, definitely with all the shows that we do right. out here. So especially little, the murky season, a little entertainment. And again, my biggest thing I always said, I've said this for years. Like when you do join the nerd herd, like that money just goes right back in the dice community. Like that, we have one goal here and one goal only. And that's to like create as many tools as possible and get you guys all the information and make everything easier for you. Cause we all want to join more leagues right. and that's what the GM tool does. So check out that download the dynasty GM today. To see if it, like say, hey, I might join Underdog, I might not. It'd be cool to get the free year. Like, download our app and just check it out. There, it's free to download, and you can kind of interact with it in a free version. Yeah. And see, like, hey, yeah, this is, like, let me get my teams in here. Like, Flea Flicker, FFPC, uh, Sleeper. MFL. Uh, MFL, and so many more to come. We're going to add Yahoo, ESPN down the road here as well. So get out there. Check it out. Underdog, download the app. Use the promo code NERDS. Win $3 million, and even more importantly, wait, we can't even put a price on the nerd herd. So check that yeah. out. Except uh, we did put a price on it. And you get it a lot cheaper by doing it this way. And yeah, I, we, do it again. <laughs> we had to put a price on it. It was part of stipulations. So um, today we're talking veterans you know, yep. in Dynasty. And at the end of the show, the Which second half of the show. with the 4th of July. It is fitting with the 4th of July. And it's why we're doing it. That we planned it that way. That was definitely the whole planned. Time. Yeah. Shout out vets. Um, so veterans. We're going to talk about a couple of players. Uh as we get through this, yeah. um, like maybe some guys that we think are good veteran buys. Um, but let's start to show off. Let's just talk veterans because if there's one thing that people feel are icky in dynasty fantasy football. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> It's veterans, right? Like, <laughs> I was going to do it too, but I thought three oohs was too That's much. That's one too many oohs. Yeah. So they're not that gross. They're not that gross. Oh, right? dude, if that was like harmonious, like I'd almost think it was kind of hot. Ew. 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 I ruined it. <laughs> My ooze is gross. I'm sorry. Um, but I mean, veteran, it, it's probably one of the tricks. Like, every, it's easy in time to see us here and like, oh, let's talk youth. Like, everybody wants it. Like, sure. everybody wants it. Everybody stash it. It doesn't even matter if the guy's that good because, like, hey, I'm going to stash him because I got time, baby. When you play Dynasty, it's forever. Um, and we're going to go, like, we're going to kind of go through each of our takes on this and kind of talk it out together and kind of like, I know, you know, you have something to say. Um, Matt might have something to say about it. I don't know. We're going to find out. He's eye candy. It doesn't matter. You know, that, that's the thing when you get the Dynasty I, I, show. I have to talk on this thing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like all these other shows have all these long show sheets about what's going on. Not Gosh. us. Not us. <laughs> not prepared for this, guys. Matt, we pay you whether you say anything or not. <laughs> Just tell us the receiver you like that year and whoa, whoa, whoa. look good. You get paid? Jeez. <laughs> wow. You guys are getting paid for this? Wait, you don't? <laughs> I always knew it was a chump. You've seen more of the Millers, right? Where they're talking about how much they're each getting paid, and then the last kid's like, wait, you guys are getting paid for this? <laughs> oh, yeah, I do remember that part. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, was so, good, that was a good. That was a good movie. I'll, no, I'll say this to start off about veterans. Like I think, and I've said this many times over the years on this podcast, and, I, and I, it's one of those things I'll probably say until I'm done doing the podcast. Um, and that's I love Dalton Kincaid. No, um, that's true. <laughs> it is that I think a huge problem in Dynasty where people look at it is when you look at it is like this guy has two years left. Like mm-hmm. a guy gets 28, and you're like he has two years left. That's it. And and for the most part, that is true, right? Like the age 30 is a cliffhanger. Um, we're that, usually that's like not a cliffhanger, not a cliffhanger. It's a cliff. <laughs> that's, What's going to happen next? Oh, no. My point was not a booger. It's a hanging cliff. Out of the- <laughs> well, I was my, the visual that popped <laughs> in my head. Now I'm maybe self-conscious. Of <laughs> it was uh, Sylvester Stallone. Ah. That night's movie was hanging for yes. the cliff. You know, yes. like I was like, and that's what you hope. Like you hope as they fall off the cliff. That they get, they they get catch something on the way down. Yeah, yeah, they're Sly Stallone. They're like, no, one more year, Adrian. God, I can't even do impressions good. <laughs> what am I good at besides <laughs> saying draft Daniel Jones? Um, like, like, no, you know I what I mean? Like, like, so they go over the cliff, but they're Sly Stallone. They're holding on for that one more year. But outside right. of that, like, 28, and definitely with the way, like, the way athletes train these days, the way modern medicine is, like, you right. would expect that these players would be able to start playing, like, just a little bit longer. And every year counts. We talk about with running backs every Especially all the time. Like backs, yeah. they lose one year. They've odds are they've lost 25% of their total value um, by missing one year for injury. But I think when you say like that players only got two years left, mostly at the, whether it be tight end position, the quarterback position, um, or more importantly, I think the vast majority here is the receiver position is that two years is a long time in dynasty. Mm-hmm. If you go back and you just look at, like, if you have league history on Sleeper, MFL, Flea Flicker, FFPC, 
Just go back and look in your league history and click on 2021's league year. Yep. And go back and look at the teams. Like, even look at your own team, you'll be a little bit like, oh, I forgot I had that guy on my roster. Like, there's so much information coming in at all times on podcasts that we listen to, on Twitter. Like, there's so much information. There's so many moves you're constantly making. You're like, you forget how much turnover you have on your rosters. And to have a player, to have an opportunity to have a player that you know will produce for the most part. Because some of these guys you know will produce. Um, whether it be at a wide receiver two range, a quarterback two range, or potentially wide receiver one, running back one, uh, quarterback one range, two years is such a long time in a game of dynasty fantasy football. Well, look at look at just last year, for example, at the running back position, which is the one that has the shortest lifespan. Guys that, you know, once they hit that roughly 26-year-old range, we're kind of writing them off. Anything they get after that point is bonus. Bonus, for you sure. Know? Yep. Um, but look at all the guys that would have been at or around that range that we would consider older running backs last year inside the top 12. Austin Eckler, yep. Christian McCaffrey, mm-hmm. Derek Henry, Nick Chubb, uh, probably Tony Pollard, honestly. No, he's still young. He's 27. Yeah, he's... he's- I think he's 26. I would, he's 26 I would, yeah. I okay, let's not say him. I wouldn't consider Nick Chubb or Pollard in that. I feel like once you hit 20, I guess, okay, at 27, people start to get real. Okay, weird. all right. Yes. But then still, Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette. So even even not counting those like mid-range guys, over half we would consider like older running backs. So these old guys that are not crazy expensive can still absolutely contribute. Jamal even, Williams, I think running back uh, 15 he was the last very year. next one, yeah, 13. Yeah. I mean, dude, oh, 13, if you look, you know, 28, yeah. Yeah, Gary, Gary, you don't stop there. I mean, just look at the running back twos. Like you said, Jamal Williams mm-hmm. um, was in that thing. Alvin Kamara's in that range. James Connors in that range. Ezekiel Elliott's in that range. Yep. Jared McKinnon. Yeah. So those like Montgomery. Tw- 50% of these guys are like guys that you really don't raw on a roster. I remember I, I gave him a first and something two years ago for. Ezekiel Elliott. I mm-hmm. mentioned this podcast, and there's another analyst um, who's well respected in the industry. Kind of like gave me a little crap about it. I was like, "Dude, what are you talking about?" Like here, like I strongly disagree. And I literally got two more years of Zeke Elliott as a running back one, essentially. So like, there's value here. Definitely at the running back age as well, and wide receiver age. Like mm-hmm. they go out and get these veterans and being okay with that window. Like I think the biggest thing here when I say two years, like. You have to be okay with a two-year window. And it's fun to watch these prospects grow in the true NFL stars or true NFL contributors. But I think it's easy to forget about, like, the couple years it took for them to get into that role as well. Like, not everybody just comes out guns blazing. Like, you'll know they'll contribute. There'll be spots. But then you go back and look, like, oh, Devontae Adams was wide receiver 42? Like, you know, like, oh, wow, it took him a couple years to come into his own? You know, you think of some of these these great wide receivers that didn't hit the floor running. They take time. They go from a wide receiver three or low-end wide receiver two to a wide receiver two, then to a wide receiver one for multiple times. Or running back. I mean, running back obviously literally hits the ground. Yeah, running. usually. Yeah. That's but you case. you forget about, like, that years that took up to get, to get to that point. And then usually you're hoping to get that three to six-year window, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so three to six years. So if you can get two more years of a proven asset, you're getting 25% value on a first, that's a complete gamble in the first place. Because when you're talking about some of these guys, while well, you're either talking about like a single first round pick, a lot of times that that's like the golden pot that gets a lot of these deals done. Sure. Like if you throw a first in some in front of somebody, or maybe two seconds can right. get it done for these kind of guys. And and you know, going back to your Ezekiel Elliott point, even if you get two years out of a guy, you're getting running back one numbers out of there. If you need that kind of player for a championship run, that's 100 percent worth it for the just a peace of mind because what happens if you say you draft a running back with that first round, one of those first round draft picks that you're, that you traded for this guy. And what if it's Darius Geis? What if it's you know, a guy that just gets injured in his first, I mean, Brees right. Hall, like you needed this guy for a championship run. He gets injured his first year. Right. You know, that kind of stuff can happen as well with those draft picks. So those draft picks, they look nice. They look sexy. There's no guarantee of any sort of production for your fantasy team. Sometimes it's it's good to get the guarantee two years, as opposed to this question mark for who, who you know who how knows? are they going to yeah. pan yeah. out? How are they actually going to pan out? Yeah, and those are cons- like you have to remember. First of all, first round picks are consistently going to turn out to be at best average. Some are going to miss. And you mentioned guys, you know, like um, 
running back. Darius Geis. Darius Geis. Right. Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Yeah. Um, so we went through the 1-1. You can argue even like DeAndre Swift, who went later after that. J.K. Dobbins in Cam the same Akers. draft class. Cam Akers. You go back before, we. I used that LaShawn McCoy uh, draft class because LaShawn McCoy was the fourth running back going in most of those drafts. It was Donald Brown, Beanie Wells, and Noshawn Moreno, Moreno that went through. And yep. I think Noshawn ended up being the best one out of the group. Beanie was okay. Not even Donald Brown was just, but they were just like okay at best kind sure. of guys. Like nothing's guaranteed with first. So it, I think what you're trying to say is like always take the first, like if you're a contender. Yeah. Like, so obviously when we start there too, if you're, no, it doesn't end there, but for 89% of the time. 89, very specific. Yeah. Yeah. It's not quite 90. Not quite there. Like a, Almost. 89. I mean, no, I heard, no, something funny I heard. I would uh, say 89 saw, and a half. I saw online, somebody was like, <laughs> I'll be there at 412. And the guy was like, well, that's very specific that's of you. Oddly that? specific. And he's like, he's like, well, if I told you four o'clock, that's specific as well. And I was like, that's a good point. I guess that I is. I mean, all times. Or if specific. you say any time, yeah. it is specific. It's specific. So what percent? Like if I say 90, they're like, oh, like that's pretty exact too. So I'm giving you an exact. I'm not saying 80 to 89. I'm saying 89%. All right. So our math. R4, um, I mean, veterans, you know, but like, or I mean, I'm sorry, contenders. But not always. Right. Yeah. No, there, there are situations where, especially in startups, um, but sometimes in trades too, where you you might not be a team that you think is a legitimate contender. But sometimes you see the price tag on a certain player, whether that would be the round you're drafting in or in a trade. And you're thinking to yourself, especially if, if you're getting close to draft time, rookie draft time, because those veterans are so severely discounted at those times. And, you know, that's something that, you know, we've talked about before, but I think is always worth bringing back up kind of the life cycle of dynasty. And yeah. uh, I think, uh, I think Eric Quartz made an awesome graphic to kind of like show you when is, uh, uh, is rookie the, the cheapest yeah. and when is it the most expensive? When's okay. a veteran, the cheapest When's it the most expensive. So if you're at that rookie time and you're looking at it and you're like, man, this guy's just, this guy's just way too cheap. There are times where I will, by that player, despite me not thinking I can win this year, knowing that I can get an extra second round pick in two months when the season starts, or I can turn that second round pick I traded it for into a first round pick later. Does it work a hundred percent of the time? Always gamble, no, right? Yeah. All of it is a gamble. Yeah. All of this that we ever talk about, none of it is for sure. But you take calculated and educated guesses on trends of players and what they do, and especially looking at okay, I see two teams that they could they could probably use a running back. I'm going to take this guy now and I'm going to hang it over their heads later and see how much I can get. You know, there are always those kinds of opportunities, uh, especially it seems like at, at the running back position. And and to your point about everything being a risk and all that kind of stuff, it's just like the stock market. I mean, and anything could be risky and you could always lose your um, ass and, or your butt in any single given transaction. But if you stay with the trends, the long-term trend is up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it, you got to stay with that. You got to keep going. Even if you do have a, a a down trade or a bad trade or something like that that doesn't turn out, keep going. I mean, you got to stick with these trends, stick kind of with your gut on some of these things. And in the long run, it will work out. So here's a good example of a player that would kind of fall into this category in a, in a specific trade. So I see on here, James Conner is a guy that I've kind of looked at as a, you know, if I need an older player, that's not sexy, not exciting, but could put up some really good numbers still this year. Uh, James Conner is one of those guys that I've kind of identified. 100%. So here's a trade where you give up your 26. So three, yeah. four years out, you're, you're giving up your 26 second round pick and you get James Conner and a third back. You know what could happen week two of the season? One of these running backs we love blows their knee out. And all of a sudden that team needs a reliable starting running back. Even if worst case scenario, all you get is now you get a 24 second. Well, now, now you just moved up two whole years yeah. on that second round pick and gotten a third back and, and you got a third the, in the deal as well. In the deal yeah. as well. Yeah. So uh, those kind of little deals, those little moves sometimes can pay dividends. So yes, typically you want to be a, a, a contending team when you're going after these older veteran players, but it's not exclusive to just those kind of teams. Yeah, 100%. I make, that, I make those kind of moves all the time. And the time to make those moves is, like Garrett said, it's during you know March, April, May, June, July. That's the time to really start making those moves. Definitely, like you said, during a draft. Because there comes times on teams where player, like people literally just want to get that player. Yeah, I could not tell you how many trades I've made and people are like, that's all you got him for. 
is because somebody like when you see somebody out there and they put like more than one message out there, like, hey, I'm trying to play this trade this guy. For the most part, a lot of times, those people just want them off your roster. Yeah, they, they're they're like, thinking about cutting them, and yeah, they just want to get something. When Chris yeah. McCaffrey was hurt, I got him before last year started a first, like just a first straight up. Well, Because wow. he wanted to get rid of him off his roster. He wasn't going to cut him, but yeah. Yeah, he wasn't going to cut <laughs> well, him, but like, there's always maneuvers out there. And sometimes, like, depends on the level of player. But a right. third, and I think James Conner is a great, like he's on yeah. my list of like, a, for like a, if you need a veteran running back, James Conner is probably the cheapest, best Potential option. Potential RB1 yeah. that you could have. Yeah. Here's another one, James Conner for Rashi Rice. You're drafting Rashi Rice in the middle of the third, probably. Early my third. Team is. Yeah. Uh, second. He could go back half second. Maybe. But, you know, either way, back you're paying second. a late second yeah. to early third, hmm. you know, of, of value. You can easily get way more than that in season for a guy like James Conner. hundred percent. And that's a move like what Garrett said. It's like you're just thinking ahead. Like, can I move up just a little bit here? Can I use that? Can I use my – can I give a third and James Conner and get somebody's first who's a contender? Mm -hmm. And as long as you have the time to be patient and this player can stay healthy, that usually does work out in your favor unless they mm -hmm. fall on their face. But like Garrett said, you're like you're picking and choosing who these players are. I think James Conner is a great one for that exact same move that you said, or if you're a contender. Yeah. Absolutely. So when you're talking about veteran running backs, I think those guys are easy to buy because like the cliff falls off so quick. So once they get 28, like they're almost a second rounder and get it done. I think, I think James Conner get bought for a second rounder. Yeah. And you're looking again at a running back whose team is in complete disarray. Most likely, uh, Kyler Murray won't back until week eight, somewhere around there. So it's going to be Colt McCoy in there. They're receiving core. Uh, no more DeAndre Hopkins. We don't even know if Zach Ertz going to start the season. They got Trey right. McBride, who's young. They got Rondale Moore. Um, they didn't they got draft Marquise a running Brown, back. And they did not bring in a single running back. And you're talking about a player that, you know, he was pretty much banged up last year. But when he came back um, later in the year, like, like I think it was almost halfway through the year, like right around week from week nine, uh, week nine or so, like he had like a decent amount of rushing yards. He, he was an RB one on points per game. He was an RB one last year. Yeah. So he, he, and it's a defensive minded head coach. Right. So often when you have those defensive minded head coaches, they tend to run the ball a little more ball control and they want to win with their defense. So there's a lot setting up for him specifically, but we're not even necessarily just talking about James Conner. We're talking about the concept of getting these veteran players yeah, in general. He just went, when you said his he name, it's like, perfect. He's my favorite, like a tender by running yeah. back, um, a true, probably workhorse running back more so than I'd say probably three quarters of the rest of the league. Like that, like the role that he's going to carry is going to be so much different than most of the other running sure. backs, like a true bell cow running back. But then he falls. And when I say like, I think he's cheaper when you throw other names in that category, right? Like Joe Mixon, mm -hmm. Aaron Jones. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Nick Chubb earlier, you know, like, these guys that could be had for, I mean, Nick Chubb is going to cost you a first and probably a yep. second. Yep. Um, I think that's good value. Joe Mixon's borderline, you probably get him for maybe a couple seconds in a young guy. Especially um, with all the, the contract stuff coming out about him. And still, the, yeah, still the his, rumors his, that he might not. His ADP is running back 21, Joe Mixon's, uh, and he's the 81st player off the board. Nick Chubb's is running back 16 dynasty-wise, running back 60, or player 60 off the board. Yeah, and where's Joe Mixon? Uh, 81 and running back 20. So he's down there pretty low as well. And you said mm -hmm. there's a lot of like worry about, and out of all the guys, Joe Mixon's the youngest. He's 26. So mm -hmm. he's the youngest out of all those guys. Aaron Jones was still super efficient last year. Um, he had over 1500 yards rushing mm -hmm. had, um, uh, I can't remember how many touchdowns he had, but he, he, he was another very solid run back that can be had easily for a first. Well, one Aaron, that's being, Aaron Jones had seven total, two two rushing and, and five. One that's being treated like an old guy. He's actually below Joe Mixon and, you know, same range as Dalvin Cook. Uh, he's only one spot ahead of Dalvin Cook. Miles Sanders, he's not even as old as those guys. He's running back 22 off the board, uh, pick 86, and I think he's going to get a stupid amount of work this stupid year. Stupid amount of work. He yeah. can be had probably for a first. Maybe, maybe even two seconds. Uh, I can't imagine. He's, he's going behind Joe Mixon. If we think Joe Mixon can go for two seconds, he's being drafted behind Joe Mixon. It's so weird because every league is always so Every different. league is different. You know what I mean? So like, I got, I yep. gave up my first and second, like a second and future year, and I got Joe Mixon and Dalvin Cook. Like this, for like before this year's draft started, mm -hmm. it was a league you and I are, the Ohio Dino League. Yeah. Like I gave up a first and second, I got Joe Mixon and Dalvin Cook. Um, on a team where I, I could use another running back, but like, Joe Mixon, again, a bell cow running back. Like, I'm not too worried about Chase Brown coming in there and really doing what Joe Mixon does. And I'm honestly, I'm not overly concerned about even Joe Mixon. Like, like he has to take this pay cut. Like, we're well into June. Like, we're going to minicamp. Like, 
unless they brought in like, for, and what you hear, like what Dalvin Cook wants, like unless they're cutting Joe Mixon for Dalvin Cook, like Joe Mixon's a solid running back. Like he is he elite? No, but again, he can catch the football and he's going to be the three down back. Like there's value there. Okay. Aaron Jones is a very talented running back. James Conner's going to get all the carries. So if you're a contender and you think Joe Mixon's got two more years left, if Aaron Jones got two more years left. It might not be a will to the Packers, but two more years left. You have to be comfortable at the receiver position, not outside of the receiver position or running back position, receiver, tight ends, and running backs. You have to be comfortable giving up that draft capital to go for that championship and buy these veterans. So a, a fun little exercise that I was kind of doing in my head while we were talking about all this. If I were to only target players that were – ADP of 100 or lower, which means I'm able to probably just give up a second, maybe multiple seconds to get these guys. Usually what, two seconds. What, what kind of team could I build? So just looking off of this, Aaron Rodgers is below 100 ADP. Uh, Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara, uh, David Montgomery. So there's three running backs that I could easily, that would be a great stable of running backs to have. Uh, tight end, Darren Waller, I could get after that point. David Njoku, I could get after that point. Wide receiver, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Mike Evans. So, like, you could build an entire team off of just trading, like, seconds and thirds, and you could win it this year with those kind of players. Yeah, it's a, it's a maneuver to make. Keenan Allen fits that mold perfectly. You're talking about a guy who consistently, when he's healthy, goes on the field and produces at a high level. Like, consistently. You said he has an ADP below 500. He falls in that category for me. Um last year that that um, kind of was injured for a little bit. So you saw his ADP fall a little bit more. The writing's on the wall to Quentin Johnson. Like, he's probably out after this year. We, we thought Pot potentially could be out this year and end up guaranteeing his contract for him. But when he comes back in, this guy who catches a ton of footballs, right? Like, when he was healthy last year, he came back. Um, I don't think he was uh, fully healthy until, like, later in the year. So the, the second half of the year, the, the, the bottom third of the year, like, he was – top five, top four in receptions amongst all wide receivers of value on a team that's got Justin Herbert that's going to throw the football a ton. Mm -hmm. Mike Evans consistently puts up decent numbers. And yeah, Baker's there, but right. if Baker's not getting done, they're going to put Kyle Trask in anyways. Like, mm -hmm. And this is a team that will potentially struggle with no strong running game. Mike Evans is a great potential buy there as well. And, he, and he's already making you know proclamations that he wants to be the guy to break the record for a thousand year, you know, thousand yard consecutive seasons and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, he wants it. He's driven. He wants right. to do it. And it's not like Baker is incapable of, of getting a guy the ball. You sure. know what I mean? I, I do think he is, especially a guy that as big as Mike Williams with that kind of catch radius. If there were issues with Baker here in Cleveland, it was maybe some off target throws and stuff like that. But Mike Evans kind of hides and, and masks sure. some of that stuff, I think with his size. So uh, he is a guy that I think has great value right now, and, and he's being completely discounted. I mean, Tom Brady left, and uh, everyone feels like you don't want to touch any of those Buccaneers. Out of those Buccaneers left, I, I feel like he's a guy I wouldn't mind having. Kate Otten, you know, the the young wider, uh, the young tight end from last I year, love Kate is another guy that I, I really really like in that offense. So it's not like it's not as desolate and horrible there in Tampa Bay that I that I think mm -hmm. that everyone makes it out to oh, not be. receiver. No, Chris yeah. Godwin's an absolute stud. Right, absolutely. Yeah. So those guys could be and like and people, your instant like you thought pressing there's like oh gross like but I've never I've always people always like why don't you have your first because like these are guys I'm attacking because I'm okay with giving my first next year. They have a player that I'm going to have for two years. Because I feel like I'm going to be late first. And then by the time my team is ready to fall apart when he comes off, I'll still have my first for that year down the road. And Mike Evans is a great Keen Allen. These guys are 31. You're talking about another 31-year-old, another guy who right now is probably disgustingly cheap, DeAndre Hopkins. I thought of something just now. I want you guys to tell me if, if I'm crazy because I like to mess around with like different startup strategies and things like that. And when I was talking about all the players you could get after, you know, pick 100. I wonder if you went and did a semi-productive struggle where you traded like the first like six rounds of your draft, let's say hypothetically, you I traded know, all saying, know, so of those for picks. So you have a ton of future picks, but then you also, when you made that deal, like I'll, give me your first and your eighth round pick. Uh, or give me your first next year. You're like your 2024 right. first and your eighth next year and just have, you know, 15 picks within round seven, uh, you know, whatever. Sure. I want, it would be like combining 
I could win now with this lineup because I'm drafting Alvin Kamara and Aaron Rodgers and all of these old guys. But I would also have a stupid amount of picks to, for the future. To, so to it's backload. And, and it's kind of like the win now married with the. Yeah. Izzy Alcafast did that. Did he? He said um, him and I were talking by text probably like a month or so ago for this Kings classic draft. He's uh-huh. like, same thing. He kept pushing back his draft training. He's like, uh-huh. dude, he's like. Last year or two years ago, he's like, I did this product. It was meant to be a productive struggle where I tra- kept training back, training back until like the fifth, sixth round. Uh-huh. And I had a whole bunch of all these, like from like sixth to like 10th round picks. He's like, I won the league. Because <laughs> it's possible. It's 100% yeah. possible. Like, I don't so- even know what you would call that. It's like productive struggle meets win now. Like, yeah. it's a really odd concept. But like, the more I think about it, I was like, shoot, that could work. Because then you, you reload. You rebuild right away with the, all of the new. It's the productive win now. It's yeah. the productive win now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You know, the win now struggle. Next year. Um, <laughs> it's a good strategy. I might, I might have to try that. All right, I'm, I'm joining another start. Wait, wait. It's the classic win-win. The win-win-win. <laughs> oh, the classic win-win. Uh, the win-win he, strategy. Because he told me, he's like, dude, he's like, I'm not, he's like, I might flip the script and try and do it again in this, this league, too. Because there is, there's, when you're in a startup, those guys just sit there. And they sit there. Nobody wants to draft them. No. I mean, how late? You play like, chicken with those guys. How long, if you're doing a startup right now, like, how long till DeAndre Hopkins go? You know what I mean? Oh, like it's easily seventh, eighth round. So yeah, we talked Keen Allen. We talked Mike Evans. Those are great veteran buys. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins can be had for almost nothing yeah. right now. And he produced last year. I mean, he had a suspension, came back a little uh, knee injury, but you're talking about somebody, he averaged seven catches, 80 yards per game. Um, is, this is somebody who would produce for your team. He's the signed 94th player off the board, wide receiver 36 currently in the Nerds ADP. I was I, I was looking at the, I was looking at him at a point per game basis eleven last year is where is 11 where yeah. overall yeah yeah for free, I mean for free cheap yeah. you can have him. right exactly I mean, maybe it costs you a second maybe but you do you don't think you can give like some upside player I mean, like you don't think you can give Rashad uh, most people probably want to do that you don't think you can get DeAndre Hopkins plus a third for Rashad White if you never see you might be able yeah to. you might be able to I mean it, so the guy the guy that's right above him Michael Thomas. I know it was a much smaller sample size when he was in the game, when he played those first three games, 22 points, 18 and a half. And then the last game where it was nine and 9.9. So almost 10 points a game for a guy that like, I looked on the trade browser, he's going for like third round draft picks. I mean, these guys are dirt cheap. And for, from all the reports and everything that I've been reading, the reason Derek Carr like decided to go there. Cause he sit, he sat there, talked to Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas and him are on the same page. And he's, finally healthy you know he's in the offseason program right. he's out there working out with Derek Carr making like you know like working on the rapport together and all that kind of stuff third round pick third round draft pick for Mike Thomas who's a 30 year old guy who's before his injuries was all world he oh, falls yeah. he falls into probably the James Conner role where like now James Conner to me is a little bit more of like a fact kind of thing going on like he's gonna give you something like Michael Thomas is a huge oh he's a big time if yeah but for a third round pick a third round definitely draft if you're a contender game. and like right now nobody's really looking like this time of the year like nobody's really looking if you're a contender or not like they, they know your team's good but they hear a third round pick from Michael Thomas and they're not a good team they're like give it to me I know it's been a I mean it's been a while since we've seen him so I, I get it when people are skeptical about, about Michael Thomas last time he was on the field for a full season 1725 yards and I feel like he's a great fit for what Derek Carr is good at. Like mm-hmm. Derek Carr was pushing the ball down the field. He had one of the one of the worst percentages downfield. Like he's just not a great downfield passer. He did a ton of them. He was up there as far as the ranks. I think he ranked like fourth or fifth in downfield throws. But he was like out of the out of the top ten. He was the absolute worst um, percentage wise. He was down at like thirty one percent for reference. He had seventy two. I think. And at 31, you know, 31%, he completed about 22 balls. For reference, you know, Tua was down there. At, he only had 50, um, 50 passes, but his percentage was such that, you know, like he, he already outpaced him with just 50. He had 27 receptions or 27 receptions of, of 20 yards of downfield or more. So he's just not very good at that. But Michael Thomas is one of these guys, you get to him the ball on a slant. Slant boy. And he does the rest. That's you know what I mean? And he – Butt, red, and butter. And, and that, that's great – both for, you know, Michael Thomas, because I feel like that's kind of a glove, you know, glove in hand fit for him and Derek Carr. But it's great for Derek Carr as well to have this kind of guy and be, be you know, like picking his brain right now and kind of getting 
on the same page right now. It's something Michael right. Thomas hasn't been able to do for the past three seasons with the quarterback right. is get on the same page with a veteran quarterback and, and in the offseason and, and work out. So I feel like this might be the year where he kind of comes back and does some stuff. Do I expect him to do it for another four years? No. But another, well, for but another tag, but for another two years, for, uh, for a third one, round draft, one year, give me one year. If I'm a contender, give me one. Uh, for, take the twenty four. If DeAndre Hopkins and Michael Thomas can give me one year this year, yeah. and that's it. And I'm giving up anything. If I'm giving up a late second for DeAndre Hopkins, and I'm giving up a third, ends up being a late third for Michael Thomas. I give up those two picks, and that's who I acquire. And I have two good receivers, and the rest of my receivers are somewhat sketchy. Now I just gave up a second and third. I got two receivers that could potentially be wide receiver ones, and I just need one of them to hit right, right now. And that's it. And, it, and if it's and if just one, one year, everything on top of that for what you paid is gravy. If, like the, other ones gravy. Are, if the other one's a wide receiver three, good. That's, that's great. He's, he's depth on the bench. If, if, if these guys are, are running back twos, this is great. If they end up in the running back one, I mean, the wide receiver one range, you just hit a jackpot. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Like that is like, yeah. cha- that's what championships are built on. That's the crazy gambles you got to take to sometimes push your team over the top. You know what I mean? I said that a couple of years ago from, on this podcast is like, I look for these kind of, like I look for these kind of players like when I know my, and I've said it on the show a couple of times, but when I know my team's a contender, like a hundred percent, like my team's going to make the playoffs. I see where I stand in this league. Even if I lose a guy here and there, I probably still make the playoffs. This is a time of year in a round draft class. Like I love start buying these guys. Like this is where like, my draft compensation, all my draft picks become very, very fluid. Definitely in contenders years because I know they're late picks. So I know the first is, you know, might be iffy. I know my second super iffy. Every pick on top of that is pretty much worthless. So when I can start throwing picks out there for guys like, you know, Michael Thomas, I give up a third. And I know it's going to be like, it's a useless pick to me. It's basically you know? a fourth round draft pick. Yeah. You if I get Daniel Evans for a second, it's pretty much a useless like pick to me. Like to grab that depth. So I like to get rid of, I like to like, I like to spend those assets to ensure, like, not again, like Matt said, not even for their start on my team. Like, I don't need starters. Right. Like, I need guys that are gonna come in here and just give me death. Like, I got Julio Jones. He didn't do anything that year. Like, that year, I believe, before that, but he still didn't do anything. And I got him for, like, end up being a late second. Like, I was willing to risk it in case Julio could come back and give me something. You know what I mean? Like, yep. buying those depth pieces. And they're mm-hmm. always out there. Because once you get to age 30, you're screaming discount. Because everybody's head's going, oh, he's only got one year left. He's only got two years left. I got to get out now. I got to get something. I got to get something. And for most people, they're literally thinking, I got to get something. And it's just something yeah and brandon cooks is i mean we haven't even spoken about him today i know we do that nauseam at other times but right almost every year yeah going from you know houston over to to dallas now he's been a fantastic buy every single year it the situation is only going to get better going from houston and their situation last year to dallas you know what i mean like he has the potential to be the number two target there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and, you know, it's CeeDee Lamb going to be gobbling a ton, but it's going to be Brandon Cooks and um, Michael Gallup uh, kind of fighting over who's the, the number two target in that offense. Well, I want to make sure I say this because where there's also good value is at FFPC.com. Mm. Uh, FFPC launched in 2010, home to the largest high stakes dynasty community in fantasy football. Over a thousand active leagues. Look, you say, I, I, I want to do a $100 league. Cool. I want to do a $5,000 league. Huh? That's just your entry. That's not everybody else's entry. That's just your entry, $5,000. So you can, you can flex You can flex a little bit in some of these leagues, uh, dropping some high dollar amounts. But even if you drop those high dollar amounts, you don't have to worry about the league folding. You don't have to worry about what happens to my investment, this team that have put time and energy in. And at this point, if you're spending this much money, you are looking at these teams as an investment. It's not just, oh, I wanna have fun. No, I just spent $5,000 on this league. I wanna make sure that all the time, effort, and energy that I put into this comes out. And plus, you just you just gave up three third-round draft picks for DeAndre Hopkins, right. Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas, and uh, whatever running Brandon back. Brandon Cooks. Yeah, there you go, Brandon Cooks. Your great wide receiver room. No running backs, yep. but you have a great wide receiver room. <laughs> um, head over to ffpc.com. You can look at uh, new leagues that are happening. You can take over some orphans. At this point, the orphan teams are a little bit dried up. Usually, you got to get to those right as the season's ending, but you still might find one or two uh, there that you might want to take a look at. But if you do that, go over over to myffpc.com, use the promo code NERDS, and you will get $25 off your entry. That's right. Promo code NERDS for $25 off 
any entry for new members. So is there anything else you guys want to talk about veterans before we even dive into some more players here? Like, Let's talk uh, about some specific guys that, that we like, because okay. we've touched on some of them. Uh, but I think that, that there's a few that we see as especially standing out as good value. Okay. Um, I think a guy who, to me, stands out as really good value, and it's probably just for one year. Mm-hmm. But I think this player is going to be, his value got more depressed on draft day. And that's Tyler Lockett, the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. You know, one of those players who's been criminally probably like undervalued in the eyes of yeah. most fantasy players here for probably the last five or six years. As soon as DK Metcalf got drafted, I feel like he got largely discounted. Yeah. So, but now with the Jackson Smith and Jigba right. uh, draft, like you would think even more so, right? Mm-hmm. Geno Smith coming off that, you know, over 70% completion percentage. So he's coming back again for this year. And Lockett has. Just quietly swept in there. And these are the guys that I love. And we, and we kind of hampered on like Robert Woods about this, um, where they're consistently just wide receiver twos. And Lockett has had a wide receiver one finish. But like besides that, every single year, he's been a top 16 fantasy football wide receiver. Every single year. That's yep. a championship caliber player. That's not just a regular player. That's a championship caliber player. Yeah. And albeit again, this is probably his last year. He's going to turn 31 years old and maybe he'll probably go sign somewhere outside of uh, Seattle, kind of like Adam Thielen did, but in the same offense, still with Geno Smith um, and having that quarterback that is an accurate quarterback and that guy who runs really efficient routes and that's how he wins. We also still got speed at this age as well. Mm-hmm. Again, you're probably talking about something you can get for a late second. I mean, he's still going to cost you because ever you might even be able to get him for a third. I mean, you're looking at his ADP. He's down in the one thirties in startups. So I see, I I understand that. I just feel like if you own, so if this is a difference in the outside view of Tyler Lockett. Most people are like they don't think about him. If you own Tyler Lockett, you know what he's been giving you. Sure. So for sure. somebody just to come for you with a third, like. I don't think that would get it done. Like, I think Michael Thomas can get it done for a third. Same reason, I don't think DeAndre Hopkins would get it done for a third. He's not even No, I don't think it would, but he's 20-some spots ahead, 30-some spots but ahead. But I think a sort of AT, I don't think that... Like, I think when you get down that low, I think Tyler Lockett's going to cost you probably a second-round pick. Maybe. Now, again, you, you, you think second-round pick for a player that's probably going to have one year, like what a waste, but you have to go back and think again, you're talking about pick number 20 to 24 overall right. in the rookie class next year. And a, a, a player that you hopefully would trade that second round pick for to fill into your wide receiver three slot. Right. Who's giving you top 16 overall numbers consistently. Like he has a track record of doing that <clears throat> over and over and over again. Can I read you some failed uh, second round draft picks from 2020? Oof. Sure. If just from our league, <laughs> Anthony McFarlane crickets, uh, that guy went 2.4, 204. Um, <laughs> Brian Edwards, Anthony McFarlane on Maryland. Thought he'd be good in Pittsburgh. I, I liked him. LaVisca yeah. Shelnault. And we did knew, not like knew him. Knew he was going to suck. Uh, Zach Moss. Never a Zach Moss fan. Oh, the ball blast girls sure loved Hamilton. Chase Claypool. I mean, he's me, me, me. to be determined. He to be has determined. every year, but it is not looking good anymore. But and, probably not. And then Van Jefferson went in that league as well. Yeah. Telling so, me there's okay. a chance. Oh, I'm still so definitely out. a chance on Van. Definitely <laughs> a chance. But same thing, like out of those players, like say so Chase Claypool is probably out of all those players the best note that you'd want still, right? Like, probably. So those them. were the guys that were really questionable. There were some good guys in there as well. Joe Burrow, uh well, Keyshawn Vaughn. Oh, is, Keyshawn Vaughn went in is the Joe second Burrow round. good? Joe Burrow's pretty good. Oh, okay. okay, but who were picks 20 through 24? 20 through 24. LaVisca Chenault, Zach Moss, uh, uh, Chase Claypool, uh, Cole, Cole Komet. Good, good player. Van Jefferson. Great that was player, the end. That was the okay. end. 20 through 24. You're a contender. Yep. You have something like those players in their first year too, which is not even like now. Right. Or you have Tyler Lockett. Right. You know, as we, a contender, you'd always want Tyler Lockett. You have yeah. to. You have to not worry about stuff like first of all the second round pick. These aren't NFL draft picks. Like the second round pick isn't as valuable as it is an NFL draft. So, so I use two years just just because who knows? We'll probably get two years out of some of these veterans, right? Yeah. So I didn't want to go too far back. Like it could be nothing. 
It could be absolutely, you could get absolutely, absolutely nothing out of that you second round. Yes, you can get Anthony McFarland. You can, you can get LaVisca Schnell. LaVisca Schnell, Brian Edwards. No, Brian Edwards, yeah. You can get absolutely <sighs> zero out of some of these second round draft picks. You have all these high aspirations for these long term things on this second round draft pick, and it could be nothing, absolutely nothing. So getting a as guy. As much as we love Tank Bigsby and Roshan Johnson right. and, you Dude. know, all of these oh, guys, yeah. if one or two of them hits, we'll be thrilled. Yeah. Exactly. It's literally going out and buying a Mega Millions ticket when a Mega Millions is at like a billion dollars and you're sitting there and I get it. The fun of it is thinking of all the stuff you're going to buy and what you're going to do with and who you're going to take care of. You know, like that's the fun part about it. And, it, and that same mystique and that same like draws there with draft picks too. But you have to realize as a dynasty player, those draft picks aren't as valuable as they seem, you know, because there's only so many spots for these players to fill into it. And a guy like Tyler Lockett, give him a late first, that puts your chances that... He's a player that literally increases your odds of winning championship, and that's I, why we play the game. I just went back to 2019 and almost barfed. Oh, I'm sure. I was going to say, 2020 was actually one of the better ones for mm-hmm. second round. That was one of the best ones. Just give me, picks 20, give me picks 20 through 24, because those are the final four in the playoffs. Jace Sternberger. Sternberger. <sighs> Tight end. Tight end. For Green Patriots. In case so you're not aware. <laughs> he was sort of oh, the Packers. Oh, Packers. Not Packers. Yeah. I meant to say. I knew we got the Patriots. Um, uh, Irv Smith. Justice Hill. Damian Harris, Hakeem Butler, and that was it. I was going to say Kelvin Harmon, who was the next pick in the third round. Just oh, Kelvin Harmon. Just a bunch of barf in your mouth. Oh. Those guys are all terrible. But when you go back Damian that Harris. draft class. Damian Harris. Yeah, yeah Sorry. But, when you, but when you go back to those draft class, you're making those players like, oh, Kelvin Harmon, dude. Like, yeah. it was, oh, wasn't Kelvin go. like a Irv second Smith or third Jr. round pick? I Irv can't Smith. believe I got him this late. First, was it Irvis? Was he a second round pick? He was a first round First round pick. pick. No, so, second round. Second, second round. Second rounder. Second Kelvin Harmon was pretty high pick. He, we thought he was going to be. He fell. He out. fell to the oh, fifth fell round. round. Sixth okay. round. Sixth oh, round. that's right. We liked his tape. Yeah. That's right. Him and him and Butler both. It was like, oh, Butler these guys are kind of intriguing. Fourth round draft. And like then that. they like fell super far. Yep. So when we, when we talk about, when we're talking about these players. When you, so when I say the say the word second round pick, you got to remember your contender. It's going to be a late second round pick. And the most important thing here out of everything this player is going to increase your odds of winning a championship. Yep. No player that Matt mentioned is even worth mentioning. But, but here's the thing. Even if you would have mentioned somebody like, I'm trying to think of somebody who kind of came out that wasn't great, but was really like solid back end of there. Um, like a Darius Slayton? Uh, he ended no, up, he no, was no, like second. third or fourth. But. Say if somebody came out and had like a good two years, like Darren Waller. Okay. Right? Like later in the year, two good two years. That's nothing if you win a championship. I don't care like who it is. If you win a championship, that's super that's that trumps everything. Mm-hmm. Right. So like I know I know when you say something out loud and somebody else can tell you like that, you're wrong. And I, I would strongly disagree they're wrong. When you get players like that we're about to talk about now, some of these players will be like like a guy like Tyler Lockett, DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, if they can increase your odds of winning, mm-hmm. those picks are are they're already almost meaningless. But you'll never remember that with these dynasty championships live forever. So Tyler Lockett, in my eyes, is a perfect guy that I think you probably get for like a second. You might have to even throw a third on top. But again, you can't be afraid to do that either. Once somebody's like, I need a little bit more, and I'm like, dude, I wouldn't start with a third. I'm like, hey, I'll give you my second and fourth. And sometimes that'll get it done. But they're like, no, I want your third. You can't be like, oh, that's too much. Yeah. Because that third. Don't that, let don't let me start reading third dude, round draft. The, picks. the late third <laughs> round picks even are me, even grosser. Don't so even like let me start, dude. The, my view on those picks are one, they're good lottery picks, right? Like you right. just hope one guy hits in every like three years. You hit one of those guys hits, but they're my all my eyes are for is trades like additions. Like Eric, here's another shot for you in your pelican. Here's a BB, you know, mm-hmm. in your BB gun that you got to go shoot um, that uh, caterpillar an eye at a hundred yards away with. You know what I mean? Odds are you're gonna miss. Almost yes. every single time. Odds are with a BB gun 100 yards but away. Caterpillar. every now and then you're walking up, you're seeing a caterpillar walking around looking like a pirate. Going, oh, I can't wait to be a butterfly, somebody, matey. Somebody did it. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I'll be beautiful one day. I'll get this belt down into nothing. Spread my wings and fly into my dynasty championship. Guys like Stefan Dick. So that was uh, the weirdest analogy I've ever heard. I love it. You're welcome. Well, give me a guy that you're thinking about. <laughs> yeah, one of the guys I was I had a high end guy and we touched on him a little bit, Nick Chubb. And I think he's a little bit more obvious, you know, the Austin Ecklers, the the Derek Henrys. You you know that these guys are absolute studs. And so sometimes it is worth paying that 
premium still, a little yeah. more than maybe you're comfortable with for a player that old, for them to instantly jump in as your running back one or wide receiver one. And you don't have any worries about them for the next year or two. But uh, I wanted to touch more on a guy that was a little farther down. And he's going relatively overlooked, which is interesting because he's been a top 12 tight end three times in the past three years, uh, as high fin- as high of a finish as tight end three during that span. That's Dalton Schultz. Uh, currently, his ADP is 137 right now, which is like middle of the 12th round. Um, and when when looking at Dalton Schultz, uh, I was looking and it's it's Bobby Slowick is the new offensive coordinator for Houston Texans. And the reason that was significant is he was the passing game coordinator the past few years uh, with the 49ers. During that time, the, the lead tight end, George Kittle, was top 12 in targets every single year. And most of the time he was top eight, top five in targets every single year. They target their main tight end frequently. So I, I assume that it's going to continue with, with uh, Dalton Schultz. You add into the fact that Dalton Schultz has also been targeted inside the top 12 every yeah. single year yep. over the past three years. So he's earned targets against CD lamb and Amari Cooper was there for part of that. Like he's earned targets with some really good other players around him. And then you factor in that there's nobody else. And you have a rookie quarterback that's going to be checking down to a tight end a lot. So he's one of those ones with tight end 17, you're paying tight end two prices. So he is an amazing backup to have. But if you need him to be your starter, I think points-wise he'll put up enough to be able to still be once again a tight end one this year. So it's one of those ones where Dalton Schultz on your lineup doesn't look sexy at all. But he's one of those guys where, oh my gosh, Travis Kelsey finally got hurt. Like, what do I do? Well, Dalton Schultz can fill in very admirably, and you could still win a ship with a guy like this. I mean, he's somebody who's averaged 10.1 yards for his career. So he's no, he's, I mean, he knows what to do when he gets the ball in his hands, know to find the soft spots. You mentioned rookie quarterback, which is... You know, which is kind of a drag because, like, they usually don't produce numbers for those kind of players. But you're, I think more importantly, they, this is a team that's going to be pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, their defense is pretty bad. They're going to have to throw the football. Playing from behind. Um, yeah, Consistently playing from behind. Yep. And I think Dalton Schultz fought as a safety net. And I also think, honestly, one of my other guys here, too, just to kind of pile on it, is Robert Woods. Sure. You know, Robert Woods comes in. He knows that system already inside now, right? So he's going to come in. And his main competition is, like, Nico Collins, John Mechie. Um, and I like Nico Collins. I do. I like him coming out of Michigan. I liked him a ton. I think. And I believe Mechie hasn't even had a chance to work out. He had a hamstring or something. Oh, like, did he? Well, yeah, he came back, obviously, from the leukemia or not leukemia. So. Whatever he had. Uh, the, the best was it leukemia? Th- Some form of yeah, cancer. Yeah, it was leukemia. Yeah. 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 But the best thing to do to help, like, build a rookie's confidence and make him, you know, help him grow in the NFL is to help him find these targets to help find these completions and make sure they get open and having a guy like Dalton Schultz and Robert Woods on that team are two very good veterans for Bryce Young to come in that year one. And maybe it's again, CJ, like Stroud. Said, CJ Stroud. I'm sorry. Um, year one. So they're, I like they're both the those same. They're the same player. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they're both great buys. And again, it's, it's easy. Oh, Texans yuck. But like, I'm looking for teams that are going to have negative defenses. They're going to be absolutely terrible. The Cardinals are going to be it. absolutely horrific yeah. on defense. Yeah. Hor- it, it, horrific. No, no to everyone out there. You want offensive players on with bad defenses. You know what I mean? They're like, absolutely trailing. They're always, you know, the, the, the pass catching ones anyway, because then they're always going to be getting lots of passes and targets. Dude, hurry up offense. Garbage time. Hurry all up that offense. Stuff. Dude, yeah. Robert Woods is going to, like, he's going to win. He's going to win. Yeah, routes. He's gonna catch football. Dalton Schultz is gonna win. So, again, you know, is Robert? Am I saying Robert Woods is gonna be a stud? No, but if he can finish anywhere in the top thirty-six, that's a win for a free player. Like you're talking, if you're going low on the on the for sale sign, like Robert Woods is costing you nothing, probably a third. And we I, say and nothing because a third is nothing, but that's what he's probably gonna, you probably you get Robert could Wood. probably get Woody. Robert Woods. You might be able to get for a fourth. Yeah, fifth, you might be able to get Woody for a fourth. Dude. He might cost nothing. Yeah, he, make he, me a sandwich. He was a guy that I. I got kind of laughed at, I feel like, early early in the offseason when he was still on the, the um, Titans before he got cut and all that, saying, you should get this guy. I, I think he's going to get cut. His his contract says he's going to get cut by the Titans, and he did, and he went to a situation that's better than the Titans, I feel like, because he's, he's, for fantasy purposes, he's more or less the number one guy there. For How many what inches it's worth, of sub would you need for Robert Woods? How many what? Inches of sub. <sighs> I mean, if I, if I would I, take a six inch good sub. $5 foot long. Yeah, I think probably six inches is yeah, fine. So make sure. Yeah. For what it's worth, 
Robert Woods is not even on our current ADP, which goes to 248 players. So he's not even in the ADP. Wow. So he's really cheap, cheap. Bobby Trees is free out there, people. Yep. I mean, when hey, listen, I love these kind of players. They're literally like, hey, if I'm getting for a fourth round pick, because yeah. a fourth round pick is literally nothing. That's it's pretty nothing. much nothing. Um, yeah, I'm all out. I'm all day. Again, if I'm a contender, because now you're talking about pretty much a fifth pick. Like, these are a per- another perfect example. Dalton Schultz, Bobby Trees, players you go out there, scoop up in the cheap, depth, potential to give me something. Players that are in our ADP. So he's going even lower than these guys. Parker Washington, A.T. Perry, Xavier Hutchinson. Well, I would take Xavier Hutchinson over. I might, I might take team. Hutchinson. Um, right? He's on Houston, right? Yep. Same team. Yes, he did. I, for, I forgot he was on that team. Uh, Elijah Higgins, uh, who is a tight end, in case people didn't know. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I have no idea who Elijah Higgins is. He's a, he's a rookie. Um, yeah, rookie tight end. He, he was a wide receiver convert. Um, to tight end. So that just shows Dolphins. you the like level, six, like six round draft. These guys this year were being taken fourth, fifth round. Yeah. Dude, it always blows my mind when I hear a player I don't know and I put so much of so my much time, time <laughs> into this game. It happens every year. I read and watch so much about football. <laughs> like it's so hard for my brain to like retain certain things. And then you Wait, these this names, guy's you're real? Like, you're like, who is that guy? And you're like, oh yeah, he's a rookie. And I'm like, oh, those are my favorite kind of guys to swoop up. You know what I mean? Like, wow. I don't know who he is. Um, Matt, do you, is there anybody that you've been thinking about? Like, I mean, we've been talking about yeah, like, some yeah. of these veterans? I mean, I, meant, I mentioned Michael Thomas and yep. that was a guy a that one. I kind of um, highlighted a little bit earlier. But um, the other guy is another saint. And, um, you know, he switched teams this this offseason. He went from uh, Detroit, where he rushed for an absurd amount of touchdowns last year. It's, it's Jamal Williams, and I, I just feel like he right he right now is running back forty three uh, in ADP. He's going one hundred fiftieth overall. And when you look in the trade finder, it's I I saw like Zeke Elliott <laughs> for Jamal Williams straight up. But this is a guy that finished last year as a running back 15. And, it, of course, it was mostly on the strength touchdowns. of the touchdowns, 17 yeah. touchdowns, right? Yeah, that, I would say mostly. He he got over 1,000 yards last year. He got over 1,000 yards he had a, Yeah, he had 1,066 yards. Playing touchdown-only leagues, he's your guy. Yeah, 17 wow. touchdowns. Color me tickled. But the, the, thing, the thing that the Saints really lacked last year was red zone scoring touchdowns specifically their touchdown percentage was 52 percent good for 21st in the league and that was down from the year before where it was 59 percent. they were 17th in the league and way way down from when 2020 when they were fifth overall at 72 percent drew breezy so drew breeze but also these are almost direct correlations with alvin kamara's uh, scoring Decline. yeah yeah so so you look at, at Kamara's stats over that same period of time and, and specifically his touchdowns and last year he had four touchdown total four total touchdowns and by the way four uh four fumbles not really something he had a problem with any other year he had you know a couple years with mm-hmm. maybe one but mostly zero 2019 he had nine total touchdowns 2020 when they were uh, amazing he had 21 total touchdowns so it also you look at their their record last year seven and ten the year before nine and eight the year before that twelve and four so there's like some pretty easy correlations to 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 you know if you're a coach hey what are we missing run the ball oh crap no, our, our red zone efficiency is terrible oh there's this free agent running back that's amazing in the red zone and scores a ton of touchdowns all he does this dude is going to get work they have a role for him I think it's going to end up being Alvin Kamara between the twenties. Jamal Williams, you're running like crazy, you know, in that area. You know, you're going to get us first downs. You're going to get us touchdowns. And and, and we're going to be efficient this year, damn it. Because like you mentioned earlier, defensive-minded head coach, he wants to run the ball. He wants yep. to control this kind of stuff. He's going to want to be able to score touchdowns in the red zone instead of settling for field goals and crap like that. So Jamal Williams, while I don't think he's going to ever get to the running back 15 that he did last year, he's just not going to get that kind of usage here because Alvin Kamara is good. They, they brought in a rookie as well. Um, he is going to still score touchdowns. He is going to outwork his value as far as running back 43. And for a third-round draft pick, that is great value. If something happens to Kamara, if he ends up getting some sort of suspension from this 
thing that happened three years ago, yeah. <laughs> which which seemingly has just vanished and disappeared. So I don't really think he's ever going to get any yeah, sort of suspension I, for that. I'm starting to think he's not going to. He he's probably great by too because I don't. I'm starting to think like he's not even going to get suspended at this point. But if he does. Huge value, right? I mean, and, and for that stretch of time, he's going to be able to win you games. And for a third-round draft pick, I'm all for it. Second-rounders, I'm a little bit iffy because he is on the older side, 28 years sure. old. And I think the biggest thing I, that would worry me about him there, for me personally, is strictly Kendrick Miller. Yeah. Um, that's a huge concern for me outside of the Calvin, Alvin Kamara role as well. But a guy, do you know his money on that deal? Um, do you look that up? Because I know that would kind of help my uh, – cause a little bit so so i i looked i looked at alvin kamara's money and alvin kamara's money after this year they can actually get out from underneath that contract and save two million bucks and that's a straight up if they cut him mm-hmm. straight up but if they post june 1st him they can actually save about 10 million bucks so, so there's I, a good chance this is last year for kamara with kamara's decline and all his stats kind of across the board and kamara's stats have always been all about the receptions and it was 82 81 81 83 47, 57, the past two seasons. So he is on this pretty easy to see cliff after, after Drew. And it Bre- makes sense. Drew Brees after is gone. Drew Brees left. Old quarterbacks check down more than Ex- young quarterbacks. Exactly. And he's, I mean, dude's 27 years old. He's going to be 28 in, at the end of July here. So he is right at this ripe age where mm-hmm. the running backs just kind of disappear and fall off a cliff. So Jamal Williams I think he's going to have a nice little short window here in, in this season where he's got some value. Could it go in and overlap in the next year where it's Kendra Miller and Jamal Williams as kind of the one-two punch? Possibly, and that would be bonus. Sure. You know what I mean? That'd be icing on the cake type of stuff. This kind of reminds me of the Miami situation, um, this backfield. You know, like with Devon A-Chain, like you have the rookie, so like kind of, kind of Kendra Miller, obviously he's a little different because he's a pass catcher. He could pick, and he's super fast, but they also have Raheem Moster and Jeff Wilson. This team has... Alvin Kamara, Kendry Miller, and Jamal Williams. And obviously Jamal Williams last year, super successful. So interesting, but like a risk that the the reward could be pretty solid. It could be it could be solid and and it could be, I guess, a little bit longer than I had expected. I think third round that, pick should get it done for Jamal Williams. And and that's yeah. and that's where I feel comfortable. The second rounders, I'm a I little I'm that. a little bit iffy on those because I think you get better bang for your buck somewhere else with the second so, rounder. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. you start like I think for a, when you start starting second rounder, like you're talking Joe Mixon. You know what right. I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm looking for somebody who's for sure yep. at that point. And then I'm giving my second and third. Like once I know Joe Mixon's still on the team, here's my second and third. Aaron Jones, second and third. Yeah. If Alvin Kamara doesn't get suspended, second and third. You know, mm-hmm. like things along those lines. But another good solid, like better. He falls that category, that old running back who's kind of like put off by the, the side. So so he's old, but he's never had like the full workload anywhere. You know what I mean? He, so he's got more tread than the average 28-year-old, mm-hmm. in my opinion, anyway. I mean, he's, he's always shared it in Green Bay. Even last year, you know, he shared it. He had, I think he had 262. That was by far the most carries he's ever had in, in his career, 262 by almost, I mean, almost double. You know, so it, it is, it, he's, he's had a very light workload for, for a guy that's been in the league this long. All right. You got another guy or good? I think we're good. So, the, I mean, so the moral story here is when you play Dynasty, there is a room there to, to grab these veterans, even if you're rebuilding, to find future value. And that's a, that's a good strategy to have. And you should always keep it in mind. You know, like when you play Dynasty, everything's, you know, should be on the table. Like people ask me like, oh, is this, would you be willing to trade this player? I always have the same response. I would trade any player for yeah. the right offer. This one's going to cost you a lot more, more than, than the other. Yeah. But never be afraid of veterans. Definitely for a contender. Go out there. Acquire the depth. Don't ever listen to people say he's only got two more years left. He's got one more year. I'm going to end it by saying this. We play the game for one reason and one reason only. And it's to win Dynasty Fantasy Football Championships. And your goal throughout the process and throughout our process, while we do this podcast and give our opinions, is because... You know, we want to put some time in and kind of like all the time we put into this game, kind of regurgitate the information because my, we all have the same goal as well. And that's a win dynasty fantasy football championships. The amount of draft picks you have, the amount of youth you have on your roster, none of that ever matters if it doesn't lead to a ship. Right. It really doesn't. So when there's an opportunity to go out there to increase your odds 
for pennies on a dollar. Now we'll consider anything from a second round pick on pennies on the dollar. Then you should be out there spending Make, pennies, making those moves, man. Yeah. Spend those pennies. Take this Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. People they'll laugh like rich. You always trade your draft picks. You always trade your draft picks. If I'm a contender, I'm always trading my draft picks. Cause then when you start mentioning the word first, now you're getting players like Saquon Barkley. Like when you start throwing first plus, Austin Eckler's, you're getting really Derek good Henry's, Nick Chubbs. So you definitely shouldn't be afraid. Like definitely if you're a contender, like I'm just talking about value veterans is what we were talking about here. Value. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Nick Chubb. You know, you mentioned, uh, we didn't mention like a guy like Amari Cooper, two Browns. Mm-hmm. Um, Saquon Barkley's out there. These guys are like 26. Like even Austin Eckler, a first Christian McCaffrey. If you can get a first plus. Right. Like Eckler's probably borderline like first. You probably got to give your second too. Worth it. Yeah. Worth it. Mm-hmm. You can't be you can't be hindered about what's on the other side of the rainbow because odds are you're never even going to see the other side of the rainbow. Just make sure you're actually a contender. Don't fool yourself into thinking you're a contender. Well, that's where the and then GMs come. Buy in. a bunch of running backs only to realize you're not a yeah, contender. I want to say that too because because <laughs> that's a terrible investment if you're not actually a contender. Listen, if somebody wanted to say like, what's the best part of the GM app? Like, what's the best thing? And I would say the best thing by getting into the nerd herd and getting that app on there, and you can look at it for free, but just download the app, is a league analyzer. Yep. It's so It'll tell you right away if you actually are a contender or not. So easy yep. to get caught in the middle. We did a show on that already about how why it's easy to get caught in the middle, right? Because you have all these people tanking, you have the really good teams. So you think your team's good, but it's really not. The, the best thing to do for your team is get a bird's eye view of it. You know, not stop looking at your app where you're going from one team to another and look at your team and all your draft capital you have or upside you have. But see, the whole league is a whole. Yep. Because that's who you're competing against. Flip that contender tab over. So check out the app. Check us out. We'll be back next week talking more Dynasty Fans Football. And our next show we're doing... Um, games! We've done a game wah, in a wah, long wah. time. I can't so, wait. I'm so excited. A lot of good content on these games. So... <laughs> Me too. And I would say Matt the word and as long as I can. These are my favorite. Oh, yeah. On today. I mean, it only counts as like how long I can say it for July 5th. Like, it's not going to be like on my gravestone. <laughs> or I, is it? Hit the over. Hit the over. Adios.